Now, everything old is new again. America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. I mean, you know what it is. It's a deal, man. I love to get small. Got inside a vacuum cleaner. And the drug wore off. I retained the shape of a vacuum cleaner for about two weeks. It's wild to get Small. Welcome to Everything Old is New Again. This is Douglas Viviani with the rather diminutive David Cohen. I resent that remark. I am you resent large. it or resemble it? Which one? <laughs> uh, why do I say diminutive? Is it, what's that standing for? What am I talking about? Because we're going to do a show on little things. Exactly. With the rise of Ant-Man in two movies this year alone. Ant-Man. Ant-Man. There has been a long history of movies and, telev- and television which focus on the resizing of people. From Alice in Wonderland to Gulliver's Travels to T- Tinkerbell to, if you remember this TV show, Land of the Giants. There's been a fascination with all things small. So this week, we will put out the magnifying glass. You're going to pull it out and examine the odd, quirky phenomenon to see what is the big deal. Anyway. No pun intended. No. Yes, pun intended. I don't know if it works, but... Did my best. Uh, before we do, I want to take a look at uh, uh, a development that Everything Old is New Again has had, and we are now being broadcast in uh, in a terrific area of the country in Forest City, Arkansas, which also reaches into Memphis, Tennessee on KXJK, Hometown Radio AM 9. 50, the home of the morning show. Uh, very excited to be there. In fact, uh, I know that a, uh, a resident of Forest City, Arkansas, Don Kessinger, remember him? Why does it sound familiar? A great second baseman for the Chicago Cubs in the 60s and 70s. Wow, that's right. I still have his baseball card, actually. Uh, yeah, he was great. You know, one of those little guys, you know, uh, that hit the singles, batted right. second, and set the plate for uh, Ron Santo and all those guys. Uh, what a great uh, what a, what a great uh, setup there. So we're enjoying being there. What do you, do you Did, did you say it also reaches Memphis, right? It does. I, I love Memphis. Best ribs in the world. Uh what can you say? Graceland, Elvis, the blues, jazz. It's a great town. I love great it. Great town. Yeah. Right in the Mississippi. It's so great to be uh, to really be excited about this area. That. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, that's KXJK 950 AM in Forest City reaching out to uh, even to, uh, to, to Memphis, Tennessee and the surrounding areas. It's so great to be there. Thank you for joining the Everything Old is New Again Network. Now let's roll up our sleeves and take a look at uh, the fascination of all things small uh, started that, that I could see in Alice in Wonderland in uh, 1865, Lewis Carroll. By the way, you know you know that story. Alice gets big and she gets small, right? Yes, I know the Alice in Wonderland. Right. Yes, and uh, but did you know? I I, I kind of like these books now. Can it's, you read it to me? <laughs> I can't read it because the original hardcover. If you were to buy it right now, how much do you think it would cost? The original hardcover from eighteen sixty-five. Uh, Forty dollars, seven thousand five hundred dollars. Wow. 
I can get it on my Kindle for ten. Exactly. Uh, I mean, that's, but that's how valuable that story that's is. That's amazing. And, and there was a fascination with all things small. There's also Peter Pan, of course, with J. M. Barry. There's uh, from 1904. Tinkerbell is a central character, a very right. small character. Yes. And they're still releasing movies to this day. So the question is, what's it all about? Why? How did we use this? Let's take a look at 1936's Lionel Barrymore in Devil Doll. It was admitted that Paul Levon, former bank president, convicted of looting his own bank and killing a watchman, escaped from prison four months ago. Whatever you are, in God's name, listen and have mercy. I'll confess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So were they? Were they really? How did they do it in 1936? Did they make actually make someone look small? Yes. How did they do it? Yes, I, they. I don't know how they exactly did it. They put them in a room and put like big things around. They never put them in the same scene as anybody. They were by themselves in a room with big things around right. them, big props. You know, um, this was cool. It was used for justice. The person that learned the secret of shrinking people uh, was he escaped from prison, Lionel Barrymore, and and he used this on the three people that framed him and first two people he made really small and then the third person he threatened to do that and that's who you third and heard in that clip i'll confess i'll tell what's going on ah. <laughs> so, so i guess he s- heard from the first two that being small wasn't that great it's I not guess. such a great idea you better you better confess <laughs> i mean you know that's the, the whole the, the whole the whole get small thing for justice i think is funny uh and that's what was done originally then it was used for horror in 1940 horror. for horror <laughs> Dr. Cyclops. To them, a crocodile becomes as huge as a prehistoric monster. A terrifying black cat whose jaws mean death. What are you going to do? As you and your fellows develop toward normal size, you will again interfere with my work. And that is something which I cannot permit. Dahara. So what was that about? <laughs> it was Dr. Cyclops. So it's a guy with one eye. He's a doctor that uh, found, of course, another one that found the secret of shrinking people. And if you wanted to leave his employ, or this is stories about a girlfriend that no longer wanted to be his girlfriend or his lab assistant, he would shrink you down and keep you as, <laughs> bless you, as wow. a pet. I just sneezed out of little person. That's the so way, we, weird. We, we, Look at him go. Hey. <laughs> uh, we are on the, the radio, though, so I don't think you can see that, but that was very, uh, yeah. Um, so uh, the fact that he was a cyclops, what did that have to do with the little people? Uh, he, the thing was he had bad vision, so originally what he did was he invited some people over to look through a magnifying glass to help him with this, to solve this problem of the scientific aspect of shrinking people. Once they did that for him, because he had bad vision, he had to use this magnifying glass. Um, they wanted to leave, and he wouldn't let them leave, so he shrunk them all. Okay. And then they, but, they came. But he had one eye? He was a cyclist? It's, it's only because he couldn't see, use the, the, the magnifying glass. That's all. All right. What else you got? I got <laughs> David Hedison. Remember David Hedison? No. From Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea and Vincent Price. You know Vincent Price? Oh, sure. Vincent Price, yeah. This is the end of the original movie, The Fly, 1958. Remember what happened? Yeah, sure. It was a transporter effect, and yeah. the head and an arm and a leg of David Hennessy ended up on a fly. The fly got into the transporter right. and combined them both together. Yes. This now is a scene where the fly, which is the head of David Hennessy, on it in a spider web at the end of the movie. Horrifying. is as big as a spider. I mean, it sounds horrifying. You've got to see this movie. And the end of it, I'm going to ruin it for you. He's David Hennessy, 
who is part now fly. Of course, there was the other part right. where there was a big, huge yeah. human being that was walking around with a with a fly head. Right, because they both so that's changed different parts. Different than uh, the fly, the remake with Jeff Jeff Goldblum. Correct, a little, little different. A little different. The it, this was so cool because the end, rather than allow this little fly with the head of the human on it uh, to be eaten by the incoming spider, spider uh, the lab assistant to Vincent Price saw this happening, picked up a boulder and, oh, <laughs> and right. threw it Just on threw the uh, right. on the whole mix and killed him. Put that him out way. of his misery. So you know, it's horrifying. It was kind of hoping that'll happen to me in a second. <laughs> has been used for horrifying effect. Over and over again, uh, this business of getting small, let's get small, I think we're going to see that develop into something even more fun shortly. So um, I, I just want to ask you, have, are you a fan of this genre? Have you seen any of these movies? Do you care about any of the getting small business, including I, Ant-Man? Yeah, I, I am. I think that, uh, think about this. Let me just throw this out. If we could shrink everyone, we could sustain this planet for millions of years. Because think about it, you'd ha- you'd eat less food you'd use less natural resources but we'd have to rebuild everything all over well, again you just just shrink us down a little like maybe half the size and you'd still you'd still be able to save Depends. this planet some of you'll see some of the theory is that you're still the same exact person just a little bit smaller uh will uh, uh, but you you're, you're going to eat less you're going to consume less your houses will be smaller you won't be you know it's you, possible. So I'm, I'm thinking bigger picture, Doc. I'm thinking that I'm going to horrify you with this next clip, and we'll be right back on Everything Old is New Again. Well, that's a little clip from Star Trek. We missed it. We'll come back and check up to that. Uh, we're back. Uh, that was a little clip from Star Trek that uh, uh, the animated series, even that show, investigated the idea of getting small. For some reason, this is an attraction to so many people. Yeah. Uh, Steven Spielberg did a movie we'll talk about shortly and is doing a movie so that he did Inner Space about getting small. He's going to also do a movie about uh, giants coming up, and that'll be our show next week. And so Spielberg has been And then the third, third week, we're going to do a show on just m- medium-sized people. Medium-sized people. That's going to be really amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and what do they do in their basements? That kind of thing, yeah. uh, you know. Uh, like studios down there, studios and basements doing these, you know, radio shows. <laughs> or weird. they have, you know, you've got people down in basements doing movie theaters and uh, playing uh, pool. Does anybody play pool anymore? Like you, you know, pool with a pool table and stuff. I think so. It, where, well, where I live in in Manhattan, New York City, there's uh, actually a number of billiard clubs that you can go play pool. Yeah. And so you rent you, you rent space. I live in the Queens. Did the same thing. You rent space. It's like and, bowling. You just yeah. you pay you pay for whatever an hour or two hours. And there's actually two of them, right? Around, all right, we'll be back right after this. Straight on for more. <laughs> Thank you, Louis. You're listening to Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. How would you like to be a living doll? This madman can do with as he pleases. He said tonight he was going to kill us all. Feel the fantastic fear of living in a normal world, but being dwarfed by people many times your size. 
Welcome back to Everything Old is New Again. That's an ad for the Attack of the Puppet People, 1958. We're taking a look at resizing and talking about getting small. That was your uh, idea, no, to resize some some people and keep them as uh, as your own personal entertainment? Yeah, like resizing celebrities, rock bands, and just like having Jerry Seinfeld as your little personal comedian. You know, you have to feed him and everything. And Don't you think he would lose his sense of humor, though, if he was uh, the size of a, you know... Well, it's either that or I'd smash him. So <laughs> I think he'd get funny pretty fast. That's pretty much the the story for the attack of the, uh, the puppet people. <laughs> this section, I want to take a look at what I think is the father of the modern resizing tale. Gentleman's name is Richard Matheson. Have we heard him before? Uh, let's just look first at, at him in this genre. He w- wrote The Incredible Shrinking Man, which is a movie in 1957, which we'll hear about shortly. That was the puppet people we just heard a section of. They, they kind of The Shrinking Man was so successful, the puppet people was a clear takeoff on that. Uh, he was a major contributor to this genre. But before that, we saw him as what? Do you remember this? No. The father, or at least the stepfather, of the all zombies. Let's listen to my theory on this. I blame William Shatner for all of this. This is Shatner's fault, and I'm going to tell you why. Because in that episode of Nick of Time, uh, in Twilight Zone, as well as 1963, Nightmare at 20,000 Feet, where we saw the the gremlin on the wing of the plane, was so successful that the writer of those episodes wrote another 13 episodes for the Twilight Zone, and his name was Richard Matheson, uh, was a writer that wrote a novel in 1954 called I Am Legend. It wasn't produced. It, there was No movie was made of it. It went nowhere until Shatner and Twilight Zone made his work come alive in such a way that Hollywood made a movie called, are you ready, The Last Man on Earth. So that, those, that's my case, that without Shatner, the, that movie would not have been made. If that movie would not have been made, Night of the Living Dead would not have been made. Bottom line, without Night of the Living Dead, there's no Walking Dead. Case closed. How do you like that? I'm so confused. That right came now. from an authority, a real authority. We are now playing clips of our own show. What do you think of that? I don't know how I feel about that. That's either really cool or just incredibly pathetic. It's I'm not really sure. cool because we looked at our zombie show, and if you want to listen to that zombie show, you can go back to everything old is new again dot biz. Everything old is new again dot biz, and look up our old shows and the show us on zombies. And what I was trying to present there was the idea that Shatner was the father of zombies. Uh, and and this Richard Matheson was a pawn, if you will. He was the one that wrote the original novel about zombies, the original, uh, you know, then the movie I Am Legend. All right, and I was saying that it didn't matter who was in the role, William Shatner or some other actor, that it would have been successful regardless. Exactly. And shot down your theory. I got shot you down, but I have to say I may amend it a little bit to say that I think that Shatner is the stepfather. Of the zombie genre. What does that mean? (laughs) Because Richard Matheson wrote all this stuff, so shouldn't he be the father of all things zombie? So William Shatner married somebody? Well, they're in-laws in some way, I guess. I don't know. So what did this have to do with Matheson and Little People? That's the point. I'm just trying to introduce who Matheson is now. You know who he is. I'm encouraging you to get to the point. I'm going to show you that he's the father of, of the modern take on the shrinking or the small resizing of individuals. His movie, The Incredible Shrinking Man, was a huge hit. Well speaking. Listen to this. I just saw the impossible happen before my astounded eyes. I saw a man grow small. Smaller and smaller, day by day. 
I saw the loneliest and most frightened creature on earth living a nightmare in a world of giants. The Incredible Shrinking Man. When this movie came out, I'm telling you, it was a phenomenon. It was before your time, though. It was a phenomenon. <laughs> and I'll tell you, <laughs> when you get Orson Welles, who 30 years before, I'm uh, sorry, 20 years before this movie, did the whole thing with Citizen Kane, and before that he did the business of, what did he do with the radio, remember? The War of the Worlds? Invented it. No, the War uh, of the Worlds, and he got all involved with that. He was an icon, and he was standing up for and talking about Richard Matheson's movie, The Incredible Shrinking Man. And uh, did you ever see this movie? If you haven't. No, I have not. you got to see this. All right. It's tremendous. Is it on Netflix? It is. It is a tremendous movie. You get a, you'll get a kick out of it. How does it psychologically affect you to get smaller and smaller and smaller? And the guy, he never stopped getting small. Into the movie, he realized that he was going to become microscopic and continue to get small, and he just finally came to to grips with that and said, you know well, what? Well, don't give away the end of the movie, please. You're right, because you're going to go see that. <laughs> so I'll leave it there, but I'll also say there's a Shatner, well, I'm sorry, there's a Matheson, this is again, Richard Matheson, Richard Matheson connection. Yeah. He loved the small people stuff. He went into uh, Twilight Zone. He wrote the episode in 1961 called Invaders. Remember when the lady was in the, this cabin and these little people were walking around and she was getting shocked by them? And, oh, and you found out they were actually And, and oh, you th- did what? I'm sorry? Hold oh, on. Sorry. Your next stop, the Twilight Zone. <laughs> And then you focus on the last thing that she was beating up or destroying. What was it? Do you remember? It was like an American flag or capsule, space capsule. It was an American like flying saucer kind of. It said U- yeah. actually said U.S. U.S. Air Force. U.S. Air Force. And, and so these little people that all along you thought from the perspective of the Twilight Zone were So what was invaders. Richard Matheson's fetish with little people it's exactly? A good que- it's a very good question. I, I really don't know. Uh <laughs> but he was very involved. And what in is your fetish the with the little people genre? Well, you know why I like the little people because I like Richard Matheson because I like also William Shatner. Shatner and there's a connection Star between Trek. Shatner and Richard Matheson. You ready to hear it? They were step brothers. No, Shatner starred in Star Trek. Richard Matheson wrote the classic episode called Enemy Within. Classic. Classic. Where, where Kirk split into two people: one good and one evil. And one evil. Due to the malfunction of the ship's transporter, an unexplained duplicate of myself exists. What can I do for you, Jeff? I said, give me the brandy! started hurting me. I defied you. It wasn't me. It was you, sir. I got a kick! I finally got a reason to play that clip. I love Shatner's overacting like that. Isn't that great? It sounded like you after we do all these shows. <laughs> I said, give me the brandy. <laughs> You're, I said, after the show? I said, before, during, and after. What are you talking about? What do you think I get these ideas from? That's true. I mean, that Shatner can act, huh? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I've got the gag! Anyway, that... That's my man. He was playing anger. He was playing. He was playing an angry Kirk. <laughs> he does a better job than Lily Tomlin does. I mean, listen to this. Poor thing. This is the story of Pat Kramer. You are shrinking. As long as you have on this ring, 
Nothing's changed between us. The Incredible Shrinking. Incredible Shrinking Woman. And that's Lily Tomlin, and she has a fascination with all things shrinking as a woman because she's becoming a, a shrunken individual. And that's written by Richard Matheson. Now, the original was very successful, The Incredible Shrinking Man. The Incredible Shrink- Shrinking Woman was absolutely, unbelievably horrible. It was uh, something that was not successful. It was the last time that Richard Matheson got involved with this genre. Oh, so he just, his whole fetish just sort of shrank out of existence. There you go. Perfect ending. Number 11, if you can, Mike, we'll throw, go out with uh, this uh, Due to clip. the malfunction we'll of the ship's transport, an again. unexplained duplicate of myself exists. Listen to this guy go. What can I do for you, Jim? Give me the brandy! Give me the brandy! Give me the brandy. I defied you. It wasn't me. It was you, sir. You're listening to Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Then Spock's theory is right. We're contracting. And it is accelerating. How long can it keep on? Ad infinitum, perhaps. There you go, Mr. Spock himself discussing some of the theory behind getting small or resizing. So some of these resizing stories, they, the people stay at one size. They get down to like one-sixth. It's usually the measurement. One-sixth of your usual height. Is that the international That's standard? That's the international standard. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, other times, like in Ant-Man, you just continue. And we just heard there in Star Trek, the animated series, you continue and continue to get small. You never stop getting small. So that that would be a problem. Yeah. Holy smokes. Not just getting small, but the uh, continuing, continuing to, get small. to get small. But now we're yeah, taking it's it's physically t- impossible, you know. They can never, you can you can't never, do any of this. No. No. It's not real. You can't um you'd have to shrink your atoms and it's it, it would just defy the laws of so You physics. can't shrink the distance between your atoms and your body and get small. You can't shrink way. the size of an atom. Right. If you can't shrink the size of an atom, then well, atoms are pretty small. Yeah. But to, for you to be that small and maintain the number of atoms in yeah. your body, you can't. You can't shrink them. It just can't happen. Why can't you shrink them? Why can't you shrink atoms? Because yeah. it, would, it would go against everything we know about physics. <laughs> well, you could change the laws of physics. Einstein did. He changed the laws of physics? Well, yeah. He developed he, new theories he, and about time travel and all that. Law, he didn't change the laws of physics. He, uh, might he have equals MC squared defined, defined the right. laws of physics. But this yeah. would actually be changing. All right. Well, uh, I think we. But maybe a hundred years from now, they'll they'll figure it out. You know. Bottom line in science fiction, all things are possible. possible. Exactly. Just like the fantastic voyage. Off on a fantastic voyage, actually entering inside the human body, exploring an unknown universe, unknown dangers. If you thought it was too late to discover something entirely new on the screen, Fantastic Voyage will be a stunning experience. For you are going where no man or camera has ventured before. Oh, but surprisingly, okay. a woman had ventured there. But you know, <laughs> but no man or camera had. No that was man it. Or that camera. was the main point. And the woman, by the way, was Raquel Welch. And what a woman she okay, was. and Donald Boom. Pleasance. Yeah, exactly. That was some movie. Did you ever see that one? No. 
Rent it. You're going to love what Fantastic what Voyage. What should I see first, Fantastic Voyage or The Incredible Shrinking? Fantastic oh, what Voyage. What was the other one? Shrinking Man. Or Woman. Don't see Woman. Incredible Shrinking Man, I would see. That's a good one. And where does the puppet people fit on this list? Uh, that's they... Actually, you would love that because your, your scenario of shrinking down celebrities and having them perform, puppet people, they do that. They actually have, He makes them put on a play. Oh, nice. Yeah, so you would... You Excellent. Excellent. You would empathize with the antagonist of the show. Right. So I don't know if I'd ever see you again, uh, but <laughs> you can get involved. Well, listen, Fantastic Voyage is a fantastic means, voyage. Okay. All that. Well, you'd. Uh, oh, you'd, I would shrink? Is that what you mean? You'd be. Uh, Upset at you? I don't know. I think your, your enemies would. Uh, come back out in other words the little men the little people that you made little they would have a little vendetta oh against you. like a riot yeah like a, a an insurgence like the spartacus of of little people and uh. they would really you, you may not you'd be like go this travels they tie you down to your bed and you'd never be able to get out no, to, that to wouldn't perform be the show that There's wouldn't be problems. good at all yeah you could do it by phone if they let you put the phone up to your head you could do the show that uh, way yeah i don't know but I want to talk about Fantastic about? Voyage because it's oh, science right. fiction. They shrunk people they down shrunk to, people. To, to, to to solve a problem inside someone's body. Spielberg took the exact idea, did the exact same thing uh, with inner space. In yes. Lieutenant Pendleton is about to be miniaturized, placed into this needle, and then injected inside Jack Putter. I'm not a man. Hello, can you hear me? I'm possessed! Now, Jack's got twice the problems. Give yourself a shot of adventure. Inner space. There you go. Nineteen eighty-seven. Of course, that was a big hit. With uh, was it? Yeah. No, seriously. Yeah, Steven Spielberg uh, took that one uh, upon him, and Dennis Quaid and Martin Short. It made Martin Short more of a household name a little bit. Um, it, It was pretty successful. No pun intended. There. Right. Exactly. Martin Short. Right, was Little in a people. movie, but he's not the one that got short. That's the problem. But he shrunk. No, Dennis Quaid shrunk and went inside yeah. Martin Short and gave him the courage to do things and all that. So I mean, we're using for it's nice when we're using the resizing of the human being for goodness instead of evil. You see. Yes. So we're changing our tactic a little bit. Um, what about for comedic purposes? Well, then we had Hi- Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and that was... Did you get the machine to work? A few more bucks to get out. Then something quite unexpected happened. Where the kids? It shrunk the kids. Diane, I got something real important to tell you. Are you trying to tell me the machine works? Do the kids know? Well, yeah, the kids know. That's great. It's not that great. Why? I shrunk the kids. There you go. Uh, yeah. Now, didn't he blow up the kids later on? He sure did. We'll talk about that next week on Everything Old is New Again when we talk about resizing and things getting giant. In the meantime, we're talking about things getting small. And the question to you now is, after you've heard this change using the science fiction genre to make things small, is it something, do you see the fascination? Are you coming on board is there any fascination at all? Is this topic something that you want to move off from? Uh, have you seen any of these movies? Will you ever see any of these movies? Will you answer any of those questions? Uh, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll answer the ones I remember because you reeled off a lot right there. But uh, uh, yeah, it's it's enjoyable to watch people getting smaller. I when I was a kid, I used to like dream about having little. Men, like actual living, that's what I really wanted, to like play hockey or to, 
you know, just watch them. Real know? men. Real, real people. Yeah. people. Right, right. I mean, anonymous people, not anyone I knew in particular, but right. to me, that would be my ideal toy. And now that I'm older, as I mentioned before, you know, having like... You know, a rock band or a group of really good actors just just perform like like pets. You can you know? put them in your pocket and take them to wherever you want. Yeah, say hey, check it out, man. This is this is you know Jerry Zeppelin. This is yeah. Led Zeppelin. Here they go. And I, I, obviously, you need a lot of amplification because you <laughs> probably can't as, as loud as Led Zeppelin you know used to be. It would be hard to hear well, them. What would be the motivation of these little people then to perform for you? I guess the fear. Factor. I'm keeping them alive. Uh, yeah, I'm keeping them safe. But they'll be they're really not going to be happy. No. Yeah. No, but I'll be, and that that's the point. <laughs> that's what they So, but what That's the fascination. I would like to be little like that and be like a fly on the like wall. I'd like to be little. I would like to be little but be able to get big again like Ant-Man and be a fly on the wall, listen to people talk about me. But how would you first of all, let's say you were able to shrink right. you. Someone was able to shrink you, right? Like Ant-Man. You okay. could do it. So, first of all, you'd have to prepare, right? Cuz otherwise you need, like, food. You need clothes, right? I wouldn't go that long. I would go for, like, an hour or two. Okay. That's and what, what if you encounter a rodent or or a bird? Like, what, what you know, isn't it I would just dangerous. press the button. I would get big again. There'd be a button you'd press, <laughs> exactly. I see. So the button would shrink with you? No, it is. That's the horrifying part of it is if you are shrunk down like the incredible shrinking man and you got nothing. In fact, you're wearing, like, you know, a, a tissue because there's nothing that fits you, and uh, you have no way of defending yourself or getting bigger. That ant or even that spider or that cat, I mean, you got some problems. I know. That's I would never I would never want to become smaller. Well, that's why the, that's horrifying, horrifying. But when you turn to science fiction and you're able to go in and solve a problem inside somebody's body, do a little surgery, and a sleeve through the eye duct or whatever it might be, that was uh, what happened in Fantastic Voyage, you'd feel like you really succe- were successful and did something nice. Well, the fact that you just were shrunk to microscopic size, I think, is pretty But then it's the problem. Crazy, Here's you know. the problem. You've got to shrink to microscopic size. That's not enough. You then got to use a scalpel on the exact part of the person's body to solve their problem that's inside the body. That's... If you do that wrong and you become large again, now you got problems because you're it... not paying your bill. What if you became large inside the person's body? That would stink. Well, that would be like alien. You'd, you'd come right out the guy's stomach, <laughs> right? A lot of problems. I don't know. Talk about Animal House when we get back. What relation this has to uh, Animal House has to this whole topic of resizing to a small Ant-Man size. Be right back. Everything old is new again. Remember that movie? What does that have to do with resizing? You are going to see when we return. Oh, wow. That okay. was a little bit of a tease. All right. What do you think of Animal House as a movie? What did you think as a comedy? Um, it's Good, an all-time bad. classic. It's an all-time classic. See, is it top ten comedies yes. of all time? Correct. Yes. See, I, I wish we could argue over that because I agree with you. But what are the, some of the other top tens? Mad, well, mad, how mad, would mad, we argue world? with it? How, I think I, wish, I say I wish we could, but we can't. Oh, no, no, absolutely. There, there's so many phrases from that movie that you don't realize became part of the vernacular. That when you go back now and you watch it, you know it seems pretty mundane. But like, um, like we're out of here. That right. phrase that came from that movie. Yeah, ah, yeah. we're out of here. What about toga parties? And toga there parties. Was no, they great. don't have them now anymore. But th- back in the day when that movie came out for at least two, three years, there were toga parties we all were the going time. To, we were going to toga parties. We sure of that were. Movie. Yeah, 
Ridiculous. Like, oh, yeah. How silly was that? Were you just <laughs> it, was, it was really silly. Everybody wore sheets and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it didn't make any sense. It was over the top, but it was fun. <laughs> toga, toga. Anyway, that was a, a great classic movie. We've got to do a show on the top ten, what would you say, comedies Films of all time. time. What do you think? Yeah, that's a great idea. All right, we'll get back to it. On Everything Old is New Again. Come on back. We'll continue our discussion of all things small. This is Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Okay, what, what is happening now, Jay? Well, we're going to return to Everything Old is New Again with uh, uh, Doug and Dave. Oh, okay. I got nothing else better to do. That means that our whole solar system could be like one tiny atom in the fingernail of some other giant being. Oh, this is too much. That means that one tiny atom in my fingernail could be one tiny atom. It kind of got cut off there, but we're at Everything Old is New Again, and we're taking a look at the resizing. If you look at Animal House, they remember that that quote with uh, Donald Sutherland talking about Think about the resizing issue, and and so there's that's taking it to the nth degree. But that's our connection with Animal House. It's in the lexicon, even in Animal House. They spoke about resizing of people or, or even whole worlds. Right. Maybe Dr. Seuss did that with the Lorax. That's right. Not the Lorax. No, was the, it, uh, uh, Horton hears a who. Horton hears a who. Think about it. So it's it's not a we unique are here. idea. We are here. Yeah. Ah, yes, indeed. Um. Okay. No, I didn't want to break your train of thought. What I'm trying to say is that we're taking this from horror, the original, the horror of it all being so small, to the science fiction to trying to help people, to now we're going to look at the modern evaluation and use of the little people, the shrunken Ant-Man and and superheroes. Have you ever heard the word overanalyze? Yes, I have. My wife says that all the time. You've That's taken f- that to a new, <laughs> a new level. This is what it's all about. It's a, it's it's taking a look at things that no one else looks at You're and taking- putting it under a microscope. There you okay. go. You're shrinking down the subject of making things smaller. You got what I had Didn't to say. Didn't think it could happen. See that? Let's listen to Ant-Man, what he's I all about. everyone deserves a shot at redemption. Do you? Absolutely. My days of breaking into places and stealing stuff are over. What do you want me to do? I want you to break into a place and steal some stuff. Makes sense. When you're small, you have superhuman strength. You're like a bullet. There you go. Now, he has the advantage of being, uh, you know, like a bullet, but really strong when he's small because he retains the strength of what he was when he's, I don't know, six foot tall. So that's different than what we've all seen before uh, to date. And I think Ant-Man works. I love Ant-Man. I think Ant-Man works because of Paul Rudd's sense of humor. No? What do you think? Uh, Yeah, that helped. I think it helped. But I think overall it was a good movie, too. And it's fun. The science fiction part of it, the looking, the the special effects. Right. And it appeals to all. Special effects, Young and old. And, you know, when you're in the bathtub and the water's, uh, you know, flowing around everywhere. Or when he's 
attacking that uh, that 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 computer place, wherever the heck it was, this big warehouse. And uh, he's with the ants and and working with the ants. Just really cool, really fun stuff. That's getting small and using the the power you have for good, for all things good. I think that is a good use of the resizing technique. What do you say? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> oh, hey, Ant-Man. What, do you have okay. more clips? you have more clips? I have an Ant-Man uh, Civil War clip you're going to love. Mr. Lang. It's an honor. I'm shaking your hand too long. Wow, this is awesome. Uh, look, I want to say, I know you know a lot of super people, so thanks for thanking of me. There you go. And that that's, again, some of the lightheartedness that Paul Rudd brings to this. But remember, Ant-Man can get big again at basically any time. Yes. The most horrifying part of that movie, if you remember, now not Civil War, but the original, uh, Ant-Man was when he was getting small, 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 and the idea was you're not going to stop getting small. Right, right. That to... was horrifying. Yeah. Right? That yeah, was horrifying. And that's where uh, they developed the idea that... They're going to do a sequel with The Wasp, which is going to be, again, Paul Rudd acting and co-writing it. Michael Douglas will be in it, and Evangelina Lilly will Evangeline be Evangeline Lilly from Lost. Yes, yeah. and she's going to be The Wasp. So what do you think? Are you looking forward to that? The next generation, now the third movie with the Ant-Man in it. Not if it means we're doing another show on this <laughs> in a year. No. <laughs> the propagation of this uh, well, genre. Well, we can add not... into that The Atom and talk about Legends of Tomorrow, that TV show. And how they've—that's a DC character that is a mix between Ant Man and Iron Man, uh-huh. and he gets just as small as uh, as Ant Man, and right. they have some fun with that character. All right. So with a superhero genre, it's okay because they can get bigger. They again. can get bigger again. So now we get to the point of what do you think? Where would you be if this this, this happened to you? What, what, what? Where are you on this? If I was shrunk, yeah. How would you First get of all, the house? What would you my, do? Uh, I'd be in big trouble because uh, I have two cats, and they would definitely be after me. And not not to be nice to me, which they are now that they recognize me. But as a little little person, they would they would eat me. They would kill me. Not eat me, maybe, but you know, smack me around and throw me, and until yeah. I was dead. So that would be horrifying. So these cats that are so uh, uh, you know friendly to you and nice right now, I think would look at me very differently. Right. Yes, right. as like an insect or something. You're and now lower on the food chain. They would destroy me. Wow. That was investigated with The Land of the Giants, a TV show in the 60s and 70s. It was 1968 to 70. Irwin Allen, same guy that did Lost in Space, did Land of the Giants. The spaceship out of control, headed for oblivion. An oblivion in a nightmare environment. Seven people must learn to survive, to live a miniature existence in a land of fantastic proportions. Land of the Giants. I think that show is time now to reboot Land of the Giants. If you remember you're off the show. shrinking, you're off the shrinking now. Well, remember now, Land of the Giants, that spaceship, they didn't shrink, but they went to a planet that was 10 times the size of Earth, and the people were 10 times the size of them. Oh, that's right. They weren't big. They were small, too. They, okay, right, 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 right. they didn't right, shrink, but right. they were small. They were in a land of giants. Okay, Exactly. Okay. So the question is... Do you think it's time to reboot? And if so, what would you do with the series Land of the Giants? Or do you uh, think it's just a dead genre? 
No, I mean, it's a lot of movies that have come out have been very successful about little people. I, I don't know if we've answered the question as to why that is. I don't think we have answered No, I don't the think there is an answer. I don't either. It's one of those mysteries of, uh, of life. But uh, I think it would do very well, and I'm surprised they haven't done it yet. So this is what I say. I say we get together with right. Terry Winter, our friend <gasps> from The Sopranos and yeah. Boardwalk Empire, present to him that it is, in t- it is now time to redo Land of the Giants. And that it was entirely my idea. I like where this is going. Oh, well, okay. it's and... on the show. We can hear, we can hear some facts <laughs> of the show and hear where it came from. But if you want to say it's your idea, it's, I don't mind, <laughs> as long as you split the paychecks, one third, one third, one third. Uh, I mean, I think this is, it's especially the special effects the way they are today, especially the success of Ant-Man, I think this is a genre that people are, are ready to see something new, though. you got to see something new with it. Uh, the special effects will so do it. So you're just re- but rebooting Land of the Giants. Land, How is that new? Rebooting it in a different way, different scenario, where the little people uh-huh. uh, have a goal to get off this planet. they got to start stealing things from big people, not just running away from the giants, but they have to have an agenda. You know, the Land of the Giants series, there was no real agenda. They were just kind of hiding from all the big people, you know, who were They had nowhere them. to go. They had no hope, basically. Right. This right. will be, they've got a plan. They've got to put something together. You can do it as a miniseries or something like that and, and see where they're going to go. How are they going to get the resources they need to fix this ship to get out of here? Right. Uh, what do they do about making, like, little clothes for themselves and... Not little. I mean, they're, they're yeah. all to scale, but much litter, much smaller than what's available to them. Exactly. So they have to, and somehow eat, right? How do you eat when you're that small? Yeah, make it more of like a, like a serious bend on it, you know? With that, there is a character in there that is very lighthearted. So you've got to uh, you, you keep that like a That'd Dr. Your Smith role. kind of character. Yeah, that could, yes. be, that could be you. The Dr. Well, you're you're writing it. You should be able to star in it. I will, I will do that, just like Sylvester Stallone did with, with Rocky. Yeah. Uh, this but would be I, better than that. Y- yes, be so much better they'll, than Rocky. They'll look to buy this script from me, and I will say no because I want to be the new Doctor Smith character-ish, which will be on Land of the Giants. What do you think? That works. I'm all in. Let's call Terry now. Are you, Terry? Give me a call, please. Everything old is new again. Come back next week and enjoy some more fun talking about all things big. It's actually not a bad idea. It really does need to be rebooted. I mean, seriously. So how do we do that? Let's put this I'm sorry. Thing. I'm playing with the clipboard. So wh- how do we do it? Well, we got to come up with an idea, actually. And we have also, the idea. Well, mean? it's not our idea. It, it, Land of the Giants is already a, a product. So, t- right, so you call it's, it, you know, Place of the Giants. Well, no. What I would want to do, we want to contact Erwin Allen's widow, who's still alive, and try to see if she's interested. Oh, yeah. She'll take your call. Well, well why wouldn't she? She's, got no, she's doing nothing with this property. She's doing absolutely nothing what? with it. Contact CBS first or HBO and then have them say, contact her, buy the property, I'll write it for you. How do you like that? Um, okay. I want the original sure. property. I don't want this nonsense where we make you it You have landed. just as good a chance of that happening as, as shrinking down to miniature size. <laughs> In fact, I think you have a better chance of getting small. Well, my ego could, could get smaller uh, that I don't way think it's because, an ego problem with no. you. I think it's you have like a Ralph Cramden problem. That's what you have. You have these like schemes <laughs> that just could never idea. get off the ground. This is tremendous. Well, I, I got I to gotta corner somebody. I corner Terry Winter and say, you know, get him to, to pitch it to, uh, to the powers that be. And and what Terry will say is, yeah, I'll get right on that. No, they'll do it, but they'll just exclude me from it. That's pretty much my life. Welcome back to Everything Old is New. And next week we talk about all things big and big friendly giant.